Hey, welcome back to Miserable and Reckless Podcast, bringing you unfiltered opinions on sports, music, culture, and all things the South, presented by the Cold Cans Network. Uh, I'm Logan, sitting here with Morgan, Dustin, and Ryan. Be sure to go give us a follow on <clears throat> Facebook and Twitter. Uh, go on and check out the website, miserable-reckless.com. Uh, check out the blog content there. I know we have a, for the professional wrestling fans out there, Classic Rock Carter has a new post up today, uh, given his predictions for the AEW pay-per-view. So check that out at miserable-reckless.com. All right, you can get this podcast at uh, Spotify, Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Amazon, Stitcher. The list keeps growing. Pretty much anywhere you get your podcast, give us five stars, great review, click subscribe. So let's move into the good, the bad, and the ugly. Dustin, start things off. All right, I got a bunch of funny, happy, good stuff today. Um, One, Top Gun. We talked about it on this (laughs) podcast a little bit. Top Gun, Maverick. Um, or you at least texted about it. I don't know if we talked about it on air. Top Gun Maverick, the Top Gun uh, I guess sequel, you know, two decades in the making, uh, finally is out. I think it came out, what, like Tuesday? Something like that. Tuesday. Yeah. So here's where I'm going with this. They uh, did a bunch of fighter jet scenes. They even uh, built, working with, I think, Boeing, a, like, what would be a super top secret fighter jet like the u.s government would have and be working on behind the scenes and it was so realistic on the movie set that china had spy satellites redirect to like look at it and and like try to figure out what was going on with it because they thought it was real (laughs) that's how realistic like the stuff that they were doing on set was and they did do a bunch of stuff with the US Navy, but this particular plane that wasn't real that's in the movie, like as like the top secret plane, they actually were spying on it because they thought it was the real deal. <laughs> I think that's awesome. That that just means America's awesome, Top Gun's awesome. What better way to slide into Memorial Day than pulling one over on the Chinaman? Um then we've got uh another fun thing, Coach K. I saw is the goat in salary. Apparently he made the most money, uh, not last, not this most recent season, but the season before that, because the numbers aren't out on this most recent season yet. And so, yes, so he's still, he's still the greatest ever at coaching. And he also was making the most amount of money in coaching. So (laughs) we got that going for us. And then third, uh, country music hall of fame is honoring or has honored Keith Whitley. We mentioned him recently when I was, going on and on about how the wrong version of or the wrong credit and the wrong version of if you said nothing at all gets played or, or talked about all the time. Keith Whitley's the man. I love that he's in the Country Music Hall of Fame. If you haven't listened to his music, go check him out. In the 80s, he was a huge rising star, left the world a little too early. But Keith Whitley, Country Music Hall of Fame, that's another awesome. So just all super positive, fun things over here. Deberry household this week. <laughs> One of the best voices in country music history. Oh yeah. All right, Morgan. Good, the bad, and the ugly. All right. Well, <clears throat> I keep it all positive today. Let's see Ooh. here. Um, good. Uh, everyone's healthy in the Irby household, so it's good to good to say. Everyone went back to daycare this past week, so uh, went back to a normal work work schedule, which was was nice. I don't want to get up at four or five o'clock in the morning was really nice. Um, that was great. Uh, move on to my great. Uh, Hokies uh, softball is uh, still up and kicking and doing some damage and so is their baseball team. So um, maybe they just uh, hopefully they'll keep on winning. And hey, well, so maybe one, one of these teams will bring Virginia Tech their first national championship one day. Who knows? It's about fucking time they actually get one uh, and something i'll take the hell I'll, I'll take chess at this point yeah like yeah we got one called chess with little pieces move across the board i don't um, understand it but I, i'm a champion <laughs> i was gonna shirt that just says finally i'm a champion first 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 school i didn't go to uh and then my awesome, um, I know two of the people on this podcast don't really care for uh, Star Wars or comic books or any of that nature. Yeah. But today dropped uh, 
the Obi-Wan Kenobi series, the first two episodes. And uh, it was pretty awesome. Worth the wait. Worth the wait. So if you're a Star Wars fan looking forward to the Obi-Wan Kenobi series, get on it because it's awesome. Yep. I'm halfway through the first episode. I'm going to finish that after we get done recording and concur with Morgan on that. It's, it's been good so far. So check that out on Disney+. Plus. All right, Ryan, you're the bad and the ugly. Is Obi-Wan Kenobi the bald guy in the wheelchair? <laughs> I know That's, you know who he is. I, You're just being a smart ass at this I point. I think it's the little guy with the green wrinkly face. <laughs> he talks fine. Wrong. Yeah, he, he's from Planet Vulcan, right? Isn't that right? <laughs> uh, all right. I have access. This ties into my, uh, my, my, well, I'll go good. I'll start with good. Um, so we were going to record this podcast last night, and my good last night was going to be, yay, Carolina women's across is still undefeated. They're playing tomorrow. Guess what? I went to the game. We're still undefeated. That's going to be my good. They came back from eight goals down at one point. They were down seven goals in the fourth period. Okay? For those of you who don't know, it's really hard to come back seven goals in ten minutes. <laughs> so um, they'll be playing Boston College on Sunday. Boston College has the Michael Jordan of lacrosse on their team as in the all-time leader of everything. So um, that should be fun, all ACC title. Uh, so that should be a good time. Um, we'll talk more about that later. Bad, um, this ties into me having access to Disney Plus all week um, because I was at my in-laws most of the week. Um, I volunteered, apparently. didn't realize I was doing this at the time. But I volunteered to uh, go on my 38th birthday and have my first daycare experience. Uh, dropping off my little niece at daycare. I was awoken as if my birthday being on a Monday wasn't bad enough. I was awoken. I think that's the correct way of saying that. Um, at 6.45 to crying. Um, not crying in real life. No, crying from the little radio thing that you have to have next to your ear where you sleep all night long. Um, yep. uh-huh. And when they're not crying, uh-huh. it's, just, it's just white noise. So uh, you just yep. get... You just get like a bad like military radio just squawking in your ear every other three seconds while you're trying to sleep at night on an air mattress. You get uh, used can to I, it. Can, can, I, can, I, can I quick, sorry, sorry, I don't mean to cut you off. Can I give you a little tip to that one for the next time, Ryan? Turn it off. Oh. Turn, no, turn, <laughs> no. No, that, turn on. No, that's the wrong no. answer. <laughs> turn on your bathroom fan. I was in the living room on an air mattress. I didn't have a bathroom fan. <laughs> to find 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 something to to, to distract your ears from from that. Okay. You still will hear the kids scream at night, but for the meantime, your ears are distracted away from that to something else. Okay. I like it. I'm sure that this will come. I'm serious. I'm sure that this will come handy in the future. So uh, it will. It will. Um, I have a new empathy for the two dads on this podcast. Um, I uh. I've never been so dirty in my entire life. Um, I saw a kid lick a toilet. I saw a kid that I was responsible for. In lick a toilet? Bathroom. In the same bathroom as me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He was the mouth on everything. It, 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 it. <laughs> I picked him up, turned him around, and sent him in the opposite direction because I had to wash my hands because he had let himself in to the bathroom. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. Well, sometimes the whole did, family ends up in the bathroom together, yeah, including the dog room. now. You'll, oh, yeah. you'll learn to lock you'll learn to lock the door next time. Well, he knows how to get it. He knows how to get in the lock. Let's just leave it at that. Um, there we had dog hair, dirt, mulch, um, everything's sticky. Um, mm-hmm. there's a lot of juice, juice situations, applesauce situations. Um, yep. um my hands are like torn up from like washing them so many times because I was trying to keep some semblance of clean because I don't do this for a living. I was just vacationing. Abandoned milk cups too. Abandoned milk cups. Uh, a lot of water. A lot of water, and it's and it's very specific which color cup that the which is. I mean, that's me too. That's me too. I don't want my green yeti. I want my Carolina blue yeti all the time, so I can understand. Oh, and the best part is when you think that they're gonna uh, accept what cup you want to give them. That's when the pity party comes. Oh. A thousand percent. I know not that pink one, the other pink one. After it's half full. 
<laughs> Most of this wasn't me, by the way. I got I got really good for what it's worth. <laughs> I got really good at anticipating what the needs were going to be because the needs were the same. So the last night we were there, the dad was there with us. God, God bless him. He's trying to work shifts at the hospital with COVID and everything else going on. So we we're there for uh, supporting fire, if you get the way I'm saying that. So uh, we were there for serious amounts of support so he could work his long ass shifts and uh, doing the daycare drop-offs and pickups and things of that nature. But anyways, long story short was uh, by the time we got home on the last day, I was like, Hey, her pink bowls over there and the pink cups over there. And, and it was like clockwork. It was like, I want it in the pink bowl. And he was like, you could thank your uncle Ryan for washing the pink bowl for you. <laughs> <laughs> so I adapted, I, I adapted and overcame and, and sur- survived. I think check with me in 11 days. We'll see if I have any sense. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Great. And then, uh, <laughs> Well, ugly, and I'll keep it short and simple. There's a lot of things about this week that I could point out on this podcast that are ugly, but I'm going to keep it with the kids because this is supposed to be a diversion for everyone. So uh, I will simply say that kids do not care if you're hungover. That's the last thing I'll say about my week in dad land. Uh, we did sneak away one night to a bar that was very much like Jerry Allen's, which is a place which I was happy to find. And it's a place that's uh, in Newark, Delaware. And uh, Jerry Allen's is a place that's near and dear to a lot of our hearts. On this podcast um of course because it was like jerry allen's the drinks were strong and cheap and uh 6 30 came very quick in the morning that's all i'm gonna say <laughs> they do not care if you're hungover and they will tell you if you're buckling them into the car seat in the wrong order of steps so <laughs> <laughs> nothing like being corrected by your uh your two-year-old niece thanks <laughs> um who's the adult here as you get in the car reeking of booze <laughs> that's my ugly <laughs> i wasn't i wasn't drunk my well I, I wasn't drunk and my wife was driving i'd like to put that on the record which seeing her drive a minivan is hysterical i do have videos of this <laughs> that now that's awesome <laughs> you need to put those out there that's miserable-reckless.com yeah <laughs> my niece singing old mcdonald had a farm in the background <laughs> uh, some things can remain something, in the family so, but that was awesome <laughs> something something tells me angle's gonna be sleeping in tomorrow <laughs> yeah yeah enjoy that buddy enjoy that. <laughs> yeah some of us won't be <laughs> but you know what i'll send you a hello text in the morning when I wake up. <laughs> Be sure and don't put your phone on sound. Yeah. <laughs> and by send you then by send you a hello text, it's going to be one letter per text, so you get <laughs> multiple text messages. Hello. Just like we used to pay people on Venmo one penny at a time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So I've got mostly goods this week too. Um. Start off with the sports world. States in the semifinals in baseball once again. Um, two wins away from that elusive conference title in one of the big three sports. Can it happen? Yes. Will it happen? Probably not, but we'll see. Uh, two wins away. Let's go. Um, also, Hurricanes won last night. That's good. I mean, they're going, they're what, 7-0 and at home, I think, this year in the playoffs and 0-5 yep. on the road, so they'll probably lose the next one. Uh, thankfully for them, uh, the Get game seven if necessary. We'll be back at home. So if the trend continues, they might just uh, make make it all the way to the Eastern Conference Final without winning a single game on road ice. <clears throat> all right, now good for the music side of things too. Um, so this album, it's really a double album. It's a commitment to listen to if you're listening to it for the first time. But it's because it's 34 songs long. That's a trend of music these days. Is releasing double albums. But Zach Bryan released in a fantastic record this past week. Um, he's a dude who used to be in the Navy just a couple years ago. He's now, this is his first uh, full-length, fully produced record. He has like a, a licensing deal with Warner Music out in LA, and it's called American Heartbreak. Zach Bryan has just had this groundswell of, of fan support 
ever since he started putting videos on YouTube and uh, Instagram and everything. And he has become just this massive star without any radio play or major label backing uh, thus far to up to this release. But this record, um, like I said, it's called American Heartbreak. And we said it, we reviewed the first half of the, the record on Country and Cocaine's last week while the second half this upcoming um, Monday. But I said on there that this was probably one of the, the best att- attempts and most effective way I've seen an artist kind of speak to the American experience as a whole in, a, in quite a while. Um, the record has it all. There's narrative songs, there's personal songs. If you're new to Zach Bryan's music, I probably would start with a song like High Beam or um, Sober, uh, Sober Side of Sorry or Younger Years because they're a little bit more accessible. But his, his sound is like a mix of kind of like rootsy country, but also a good dash of uh, heartland rock thrown in uh, for good measure. But I can't recommend this record enough. Um, there's one song in particular, once you kind of get past the more accessible stuff called She's All Right. Um, his mother passed away a few years ago. And this is one that um, it's a very, very well-written song that it was just it, for the, one of the first times in a while I had like chill bumps listening to a song. I can't recommend that one enough. So definitely check out Zach Bryan's American Heartbreak. Now, the last part of my good, bad, and the ugly is I have to make mention of the Jimbo Fisher versus Nick Saban uh, uh, spat that they're having right now. I find it hilarious because Jimbo basically has went to, uh, called a press conference because Nick Saban called out Texas A&M in particular and saying that every single one of their players they bought with the NIL. Jimbo, you know, coached for like six seasons under Saban at LSU or, uh, yeah, it was LSU. He said that Nick called him and he said he refused to take the call because he said, we're done. He said, you know, there are some people out there, he goes, who think they're God. He goes, the greatest of all time, huh? <laughs> just making comments directly at Nick Saban. And you know what? I'm kind of on Jimbo's side on this because Nick Saban has just had, he's been used to being able to probably drop bags of cash off with people and in the past under the old rules and be able to get all the recruits that he wanted. And now there's a, there's a, with the new rules and everything, it's a little bit easier to be able to pay players. Texas A&M, they have deep, deep pockets. He doesn't like it because everybody else is benefiting from the same stuff that a lot of the big dogs in college football, it's well documented. And when you talk to former players, these things happened. So I definitely have the Texas A&M Alabama game circled on my calendar when they play, because I think that uh, there's some bad blood there now. And I'm here for it because I love the drama between the coaches. It's going to be fun. And I, I, for a while or for a few years now, I've been a fan of Jimbo. I just think, what is he always right? No, but he always kind of lets you know what he's he's got going on in his brain, and he's fun to watch in a press conference when he's fired up. He's real fun. So, and uh, it's going to be it's interesting to see some of the powers get a little nervous because um, of what's going on. So, and look, in Jimbo's defense, beyond just the like ridiculousness of Saban's comment. He's always been a good recruiter. Of course, the NIL stuff helps him, right? It it definitely helps. But the man's always recruited well. He has a national championship. It's not like he's like Eastern Michigan and suddenly he's got a top, a number one class in the country. So yeah. come on. I, I think what the Alabama folk are mad about is that in the previous like five years, Texas A&M had anywhere from one to four five-star recruits. This year, they got something crazy, like almost 20 five-star recruits. They got an Alabama-like uh, recruiting hall this year. And the, the, the old guy down in, in Tuscaloosa isn't, isn't too happy about it. Jimbo, you know, he's a different game now. NIL opens up a lot of doors for people with deep pockets. They say technically you can't use it for recruiting. We all know how that goes. But it'd be, it's going to be a fun one to watch. You frame it as opportunities. John Shire was talking about NIL opportunities this week. So <laughs> that's how you do it. All I'm saying is if there's anybody that knows how to exploit both of these people to his advantage and knows all the loopholes, it's a certain man in Oxford, Mississippi. <laughs> He's sitting back with his popcorn. He knows all where all the bodies are buried for these two because of his connections to Alabama. And if you can't uh, understand what I'm saying, uh, there's a train that they've named after him. <laughs> I mean, you know, Jimbo even kind of said something, uh, not necessarily about Lane, but he said, if you really want to know about things that have gone on with a certain coach, 
over in Tuscaloosa throughout his career. He goes, ask anybody who's coached under him and tell me if he hasn't done some things that are less than savory. (laughs) He goes, it's out there. You just got to ask the right questions. (laughs) So I know sometimes we get away from this because it it takes away from the production value of our podcast, um, which is usually a stellar at best. But um, (laughs) we should get a clip of something that's funny from Friday Night Lights with Buddy Garrity. And every time we talk about NIL, we should just have the Buddy Garrity clip in the background of like him offering like Riggins, <laughs> Riggins a job or something like that. <laughs> you want to work at the dealership, son? <laughs> or when they got uh, Voodoo Tatum, uh, yes. with the they were offering up the what was it the um, the land that just had a mailbox and there was no house on it. <laughs> uh, we'll have to find something. <laughs> When he's talking about his state championship rings. Oh, yeah. (laughs) But, all right. So, like I said, this kind of is a good transition. We talk about college football a lot on this podcast, obviously. College football is king. Makes more money and revenue than all the other sports. I mean, it's not even close. Basketball makes some good money. But football is king. Football is the one that pays the bills. Football is also probably the best college sport, and we're big fans of it. But that doesn't mean we're not fans of, you know, some of the other non-revenue sports. Some call them Olympic sports. I personally, you know, pay attention to state baseball a lot. Like I said, they were in my good, the bad, and the ugly this week being in the semifinals. But uh, Ryan, didn't you say you had some stats on, on the non-revenue sports? I do. So this is from Yahoo Sports. It's from this year. Um, the top six sports, they ranked them. I was surprised when I read it. Football, no surprise. Each school... And the FBS makes an average. So some schools like Texas A&M perhaps make a lot more than this. Each school makes an average of $31.9 million per year. They said that's an eye-popping number, but it's even more impressive when you see that that number is more than the next 35 college sports combined, the average of all 35 of the other sports. So that's obviously number one. I think we know what number two is, right? That's an easy guess. Basketball. Because of the TV money. It's, yeah, March Madness. March Madness contract is going to, what, what do we say, $1.2 or something like that in like two yep. years. So um, it's, a, it's a big time. It basically funds the NCAA. So the number two revenue producing, because that's what we're talking about, non-revenue sports, right? So it's college basketball, which brings in $8.1 million per school on average. As you just mentioned, Dustin, it. The CBS Sports Deal to broadcast NCAA tournament is worth $1.1 billion each year. That's not overall. It's $1.1 billion each year. Here are the numbers on that in case you're curious. Louisville brought in $42 million to lead all schools. No wonder their banners outside. Followed by Duke at $37 <laughs> million. Kentucky at $30 million. North Carolina with a paltry $27 million, really bringing up the rear there in fourth. And Indiana, who is somehow still competing and people still care about their basketball program, at $26 million. <laughs> So in case you were keeping track at home, that's Louisville, Duke, Kentucky, North Carolina, and Indiana. So no surprise there. Here's where it gets interesting. What do you guys think? And just guess. What do you think is the number three revenue-producing sport? I don't think you'll ever guess. My inclination initially would be to say baseball, but that just that isn't the answer, obviously. It's not. Um, I'm going to say women's field hockey. I'm going to say lacrosse. I it's, thought that. I thought that, Morgan. And, and, and that's why I clicked on the article, and it's, that's wrong, unfortunately. Synchronized soccer, swimming? Soccer in there? No. People pay, tend to pay attention to that. I'm amazed. I'm amazed at this. It's hockey. Yes. Really? The number um, revenue producing sport is men's hockey coming in at two and a half million per school because there aren't that many schools to do it. And it's on average. Yeah. Um, that, all the that makes sense. I just don't think about hockey because there's essentially no connection to the ACC. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't think the ACC has, um, as a, I don't think do, it sponsors uh, hockey. They don't it? sponsor hockey. Yeah. No. Cause state has a hockey team, but it's like, I want to say it's like a club level team. So to be fair, the reason why I'm saying the article is doing the averages. So because there are fewer hockey schools, I think their average came out higher. Mm. Number four is baseball. They make, a, again, the average is $1.25 million per school. And that money comes off of TV revenue, especially the College World Series, which we're about to go into. 
Vanderbilt makes the most from baseball at 5.5 million. And then, we, and then we do a great job in the South with Florida State at 4.9, Miami at 4.5, TCU and Arkansas at 3. So, and there's no surprise there. If anybody knows anything about Southern baseball, it's the best. Unless okay. you want, if, if you want to have an argument about California, we can, but it's not a good argument. So Southern baseball is the best. Uh, what's number five? You guys have any idea? I asked my wife this earlier and she didn't guess it, but she was like, oh, that makes sense. It's an outdoor sport and it's year round. Year round. Not necessarily outdoors year round. Polo? <laughs> no, but if you are competing in polo, you must have good money. <laughs> water, water polo. <laughs> it's tracking. No. It's tracking. What is, what, what is water polo? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's the phrasing. It was, it I should have just said it. I should have just made it all sports I like. Uh, first of all, lacrosse, then shooting, then water polo. All right. <laughs> it's track and field. Uh, Baylor, Florida State, Miami, and Duke, which surprised me. Duke is in the top five for track and field. Mm. And you you'll never, ever guess the sixth sport that closed it out. And I think it's the only reason they put it in this story. I don't, even know, this, I don't even know if this is an Olympic sport. I see your mind still on Top Gun, Dustin. <laughs> it's a good thing to be thinking about it's equestrian okay what? i don't know why i guess because you need a lot of money to race horses or ride horses yeah, that must yeah be so there's a lot of texas schools it's yeah. smu tcu baylor and then the savannah college of art and design <laughs> clint, clint was on the equestrian team at state Apparently, the Savannah College of Art and Design has a bang-up equestrian team. Maybe Clinton knows about it. Man. <laughs> Probably follows him. <laughs> there you go. There's your random revenue. I would, I would have never guessed hardly any of those on the back half of that list. Right? No. I mean, the lacrosse stuff is getting televised now. The baseball stuff makes sense to me. Yeah. Um, and then hockey seems like a real outlier. but Yeah. Most of the stuff isn't, I mean, the revenue is in television because they're not selling tickets. Like, none of these sports are filling out stadiums. So, it's shocking that some of this stuff, I don't really see much, hardly any of this stuff on television. So, that's what the shocking part about it is. Because you got to have, like, a, you got to have a TV deal for their, for any of these. I mean, even baseball and softball, like, their tournaments make money because it's broadcast by ESPN. Well, like, that's if they're doing it right, because the bang up job that the ACC network does, they didn't even televise the um, the ACC baseball tournament until the semifinals. Oh, yeah. Was it on extra, though? It was or on extra, no? and I had to download a VPN just to watch it because it was blacked out in my area because of the tournaments being held in Charlotte. And there's a local station that was playing it. So I had to download a VPN and watch it on my phone for me to be able to watch it on a ACC <laughs> network extra. That's good. That seems um, reasonable <laughs> for America's pastime in the South. There, there, there's yeah, a lot really. of, we could make an episode about how awful the ACC network is, and, but we, we shouldn't go down that rabbit hole. <laughs> no, because it's like, how, least, how much time you got least, when we start talking about that. At least I, it ain't Raycom anymore. <laughs> Oh, Hell, oh, sometimes oh, I take Raycoms. The viewing football games on Raycom, that was a nightmare. <laughs> oh, my God. Basketball was fun. Oh, was but you didn't text on, on TV? Cool. What y'all? Raycom. Yeah, I'll just watch the football go across my computer screen. It would be like 2008, and the, uh, the production was still grainy. Like, they had better cameras than that in 2008. Raycom wasn't the best. They're just, they're just cheap. Yeah. They probably weren't making very much money either. No. <laughs> so. Clearly, they didn't make enough money. So ah. There's a part of me that likes the Raycom days because oh you really... God. Here's why. I liken it to a band that you have to go see in a really crappy like club. You got to drive outside of town to go see and you got to pay the eight bucks to get in. <laughs> But you're like, damn it, if I'm not here and I'm not supporting the stuff I care about. It's like, 
it was an effort to turn on Raycom and watch North Carolina play Georgia Tech and lose to Georgia Tech in 2008. But damn it, I was there and I suffered through all the Food Lion commercials. And, you know, hey, now back off the Food Lion commercials. <laughs> it's fair to like pick on them in 2008, but Raycom is the reason the conference thrived in getting the basketball tournament to be such a big deal. And this was pre Virginia Tech days, Morgan. So it doesn't, uh, I know I, you I, don't I, care because you weren't part of it. I care. But, I care. All right. All right. Get but the history of what they did for the conference yeah, right, is right. positive. It's just those last 10 or so years that they were the broadcast <laughs> partner were not good. <laughs> so <laughs> no one can argue that. Billy, Billy Packer had seen his best days at that point as an announcer. He was awful always, <laughs> but he got worse as the years went on. It's funny because I, I like his son a lot better uh, as a TV sports personality than I ever did Billy Packer. It's funny because I have a, I have a feeling I know why Morgan has the opinion that he has. And it's because Morgan had a state of the art, sweet TV in like 2006, 2007. And it was great to watch the 19 and 0 in my mind, the 19 and 0 Patriots. Cause it was awesome. You could see every blade of glass grass, excuse me. But then we would turn on like a Virginia tech game. And it looked like they were playing in 1950. And there's <laughs> no way. There's no way to hide that when you have like a three foot by four foot TV that Morgan had. So <laughs> it was awesome. So I don't know. Those were the good old days. Back when we could get together and watch football together. Now we have kids and screaming at us about their drink cups. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so non-revenue sports. Like I said, I'm a I'm a big college baseball fan. A lot of fun. Mm-hmm. So, what are if you if you do have one? If you don't, I mean, I guess you could just shut on all of them. But it, do do you have an Olympic sport or a non-revenue sport that you that you tend to gravitate towards? Yeah, I mean, in our house, we watch all softball, uh, and that's not like just this year. It's Jenny's always had me sitting down watching softball. All right, so first of all. My wife likes to watch sports probably more than I do. Um, sometimes when she turns on like the Little League World Series, I'm like, I don't give a shit about Iowa versus Alaska. This is honest, not interesting. I, I hate the Little League World Series. Hot yeah, take of I mean, the day. It's boring. If, if there's a team from Eastern North Carolina or something, like I kind of can get into cheering for them. But anyway, that aside, watch a lot of sports. All kinds of different stuff, but it's always been softball. Softball has always been a part of that, especially this time of year as the tournament when the conference tournaments start and you got the NCAA tournament, you know, their college world series going on. It's always on. So I've actually come to know a lot of the programs, a lot of the players. I mean, hell, I'm almost kind of a been cheering for Florida State over the past couple of years because I basically can tell you their lineup because they're on TV so much because they're so good. They're like the they're the best team in the ACC and have been for a long time. They have more titles than the whole rest of the conference combined. And so it, they're always on television and sort of like pushed, I guess they're sort of out front. So I've seen them play a lot. Um, and it's been fun for me as a Duke fan to watch Duke starter program in 2016. And then it to actually get pretty good, pretty quick. Um, they're in a super regional this year. They won the ACC last year. Um, you know, that's a quick turnaround. Uh, Clemson just started a program a couple of years ago, and they're in a super regional right now. Um, it's all those NIO opportunities, if you will. It's, it's just opportunities. Opportunities. So it, the point is, so I found the softball really interesting because one thing that maybe it's this way in some of the other non-revenue, but it does bring in some programs I wouldn't otherwise normally watch. You've got like West Coast teams that are traditionally really good in softball, like Arizona and UCLA and similar programs like that. Um, there are some SEC programs that are really good, obviously, because that just kind of makes sense. Um, so it's been, it, I, I like it. I've come to enjoy it. It's different than baseball. You know, while it might be sort of set up the same, it's definitely a different game, the way that they play it. Um, even just like the pitching, the way that women's, when, you know, in softball, like the pitcher will throw 150 pitches yesterday and then she might pitch again the next day. 
And it's like, it's just crazy. I don't understand how that works. It's less and less of that in the past couple of years, but still the fact that they did that over the years is crazy. So anyway, we, in our house, we are certainly a fan of that. My wife played it up all over the years. It's been interesting. And you kind of get into it once you start to learn some of the personalities and some of the teams kind of, all right, these are the good guys. These are the guys everybody hates. These are the, <laughs> my team is actually pretty decent. So I have some cheer for so it's like all those things are make you interested. Who are the good guys? I I mean I think in this in the sport, people like Arizona, Florida State's pretty likable. Okay. Um, people don't like Oklahoma. Um, okay. Oklahoma's kind of like a powerhouse, and like, and they basically play in their backyard because the the Women's College World Series is hosted in Oklahoma City. Right. So it's basically just home games for them. Um, Alabama's kind of hate it, <clears throat> which is, you know, they're they're really good. They have a really good pitcher. They've won a national title in the past decade. Um, that's, yeah. you know, it's, it's no. just interesting to see some of that dynamic play out. What are the announcers from Alabama? I remember that. For- the announcers? Yeah, one of the announcers for ESPN is from Alabama. I remember that because I was watching the game. And she yeah. up about three times in the first two innings. And I was like, we get it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's all like former players pretty much. Um, minus like the play-by-play guys. Um, it's all people who played it. I, you know, like Tennessee's traditionally good. So it would be like – um, and there's, I think they're pretty good this year, but Tennessee is traditionally good. So you'll have like old Tennessee players or Alabama players or Arizona players, UCLA, that kind of thing. Um, and I will say this about the ACC in softball. It looks like they have, over the past like five or so years, gotten a lot better, which has been fun to watch because it's kind of – well, I kind of enjoy cheering for FSU to some degree on the national scale. I don't enjoy seeing them just beat everybody all the time. So it's been fun to watch the conference be competitive and have like good teams. You know, this year, Duke, Virginia Tech, Clemson, Florida State were all very solid programs. And so moving in the right direction on that front. So if you're interested in getting into softball, they play a lot of games. I mean, you can watch 50 to 60 games a year if you really want to. When when you said bad guys of the sport, it made me think of just this past week. Uh, ben Mentz is a guy who works at Barstool. He's been like down with the um, the SEC tournament. He covers college baseball stuff for them. Everything makes videos out there. He he goes down there and confronts the Vandy Whistler, and <laughs> just like starts yelling at him and telling him that he's a uh, he's a disgrace to the entire Southeastern Conference. And the video went viral. <laughs> hilarious because Whistler and Vandy are the villains in college baseball. And it was funny to see somebody call him out to his face at the game. Cause apparently no one ever has. There's one thing that this podcast will never forget. It's the Wake Forest game in 2015 on Friday night. And the fact that Logan lost the chance to play Vanderbilt in a college world series. Well, this podcast will be on nine and a half years from now. And Logan will still be talking about Vanderbilt because they stole it from us as Bastards. Morgan, before we move on from softball, you've been watching a hell of a lot of it. What do you what do you think about the tech team? Are you guys in the good the good guys camp or the bad guys camp? Say it one more time. I said you watch a decent amount of Virginia Tech softball. You guys are pretty good this year. Are you guys in the good guys camp Dustin was talking about? Or are you in the bad guys camp? Um or which camp would you want to be in? <laughs> which camp would I want to be in? Yeah. I don't know. Are the um, hokey are the hokies good girls or the bad girls? <laughs> <laughs> you think the hokies can beat Florida State? Have you got I haven't watched any, so I'm gonna look, I'm not, I'm gonna admit. Like they have they held their they, own Florida State? I mean, I think they're I think Tech's pitching is, is solid. For the softball team, so I think they can hold their own. Huh. And they definitely get the bats. So um, I, I think they can handle their own. All right. I, I, I want to answer your question, though. You always want to be the bad guys or the bad girls because <laughs> that means you win. 
when you're when people hate you is because you win all the time and that's the team that's what you want your school to be you want to be hated because people hate you because you win you don't want to be the guy who's the lovable like oh i hope they do well you don't want to be because then that means you're not good (laughs) i know florida they were playing florida tonight and game got suspended i guess because the rain but uh they were up six nothing in the 10 game got uh, suspended yeah and for the record, so, Florida's a really good historically program. I think their so, coach is like a Hall of Fame softball coach. So, I'm, so like I said, I'm still new to I'm still new to the softball world here. What happens after this game if they do in fact win the Florida game? What's their next? Um, what's the next stage after that? It'd be in the World Series. One of the uh, eight teams that make it and play through. Oh, that'd be, that'd be awesome. Yeah, it's a three-game series. So in Super Regionals, I mean, baseball is the same, I believe. Mm-hmm. Super Regionals, it's a three-game series. You got to win your series. If you win your series, you get to the College World Series. In the College World Series, they have brackets. You got to win your bracket to get to yeah. the championship. When you get to the championship, you play a three-game series to win the championship. Whew. Unless so, you get COVID. Yeah. Unless you get COVID. Then they just take you out. Well, I know the baseball team for Virginia Tech and NC State are lights out, apparently. Although Logan would like me to disagree and say that they're just borderline bubble team. Oh, yeah. Well, there was a lot of talk of us being the the, the last four in moving into the um, conference championship uh, weekend because we, over the last 14 games in the regular season, we decided to go seven and seven and end the year on a, a three game sweep to Wake Forest. Wake Forest is the fucking worst. I hate that school so much. But we we found that we beat them in the Drum. conference uh, tournament, so that's good. But Tech though is D one baseball has my is probably one of my favorite uh, sites that covers baseball, and they have Tech ranked second in the country. So Virginia Tech is a legit squad this year. Um, they're the they are definitely going to host a, a a regional, and I. I think they have a good shot, Morgan, realistically, to, to get to Supers. And then once you get to Supers, though, I mean, ask Arkansas last year. It's it's tough to to get to Omaha, but I think you've got a really good shot to get to Supers. I mean, it would be pretty sweet. I know there's been years past where Coastal, which is normally a power, or at least has been recently, Coastal Carolina, UNCW and Chapel Hill, just because I'm a fan of Chapel Hill, UNCW is my alma mater, and I know Coastal is tough and a rival of, of UNCW's. Um, they would all be in the same bracket, and it would be like, well, I don't know who's going to come out, but clearly one team has to. <laughs> and you would just end up with this bloodbath, and then the team that would come out of the bracket would just go through, like, the next two. Because it was like, well, if you can survive, you know, that – region kind of like if you could survive i would say the arkansas what mississippi state um i know they kind of get shipped around a little bit but there's a decent amount of teams down there in the in the deep south arkansas mississippi state old miss i feel like has been pretty good lsu was good when i was in high school and and, and mid-college yeah. if you can kind of come out of that sec west type and I, I'm, I'm being loose with my definition there if you can kind of come out of that region you're usually pretty all right so I don't yeah. know. I mean, there's I mean, all Cal, Cal State Fullerton for some reason, which is absolutely useless at everything except for baseball. Yeah, same with like Oregon State. I mean, Oregon well, State's a, a useless. Why did you have to bring them? Because, I mean, they did do America a favor, not once, but twice. <laughs> so, kept the Tar Heels from winning a national title. Uh, let me guess, Boston College on Sunday is going to be your favorite team. <laughs> but, hey, yeah, my favorite team is rotating weekly. It's Duke and whoever's playing Carolina. <laughs> ABC all day. You guys, are, you guys are big Kansas fans. I remember somebody wrote a blog about it. I did, and it got some traction <laughs> on the on the interwebs. Uh, that's miserable-reckless.com to go find that terrible piece of muckraking. Yeah, it is It is titled, uh, Kansas Saved Us from a Living Hill in North Carolina. <laughs> True story. 
It's great. Well, ever, ever since we've been on this podcast, we've been doing pretty good about getting our teams near the national championships. <laughs> yeah, just to have it pulled out from under us. <laughs> right. <laughs> Uh, so one of my favorite sports is no big surprise here, lacrosse and it's men's lacrosse. Yep. I know five seconds. I was texting the guys earlier today. Five, four, three, two, one. Okay. I sent two short messages because when you're at a stadium full of people, you cannot send anything to save your life besides take photos. I actually missed a meeting with my boss earlier today, which is not smooth on my part. And it didn't come through until about eight 30 tonight. So uh, that was awesome. Anyways, I'll deal with those consequences later. Um, <laughs> All for lacrosse. <laughs> Seriously, that, that America is how much I like lacrosse and how much I support a, a school that I did not actually ever attend. I did attend a few classes, but I did not ever go to. Uh, so they'll be playing on Sunday. The women's team will. Um, it, I don't do well with undefeated teams going into national title games. Um, I will be there in person. Um, I can afford the Super Bowl of women's lacrosse. I cannot afford the Super Bowl of real life. (laughs) Don't quote me on this, but I believe they are 21 and 0, and they are going up against Charlotte North and Boston College. Um, I will keep this very brief. Boston College played Maryland tonight after North Carolina played Northwestern. Uh, If you want to watch a sport where the same four teams win all the time, so essentially college basketball, then turn on women's college lacrosse because it is very entertaining and the same four teams win. And what a surprise. Those four teams are Northwestern, North Carolina, Boston college, and Maryland. Um, They have Boston college, Maryland, and North Carolina have 15 of the last 16 uh, national titles. So if I'm not selling you on the sport itself because of the parody, as Nick Saban would love to point out, um, we at least sell you on the fact that the programs are excellent at putting together players and teams. And it is really, really fun if you understand the game or if you want to learn the game, you can definitely watch those. If you're, I heard the announcer say tonight, if you're at a dinner party, people always ask me, what's the big deal with lacrosse? Who should I watch if I want to learn? You can watch those three teams. Um, on, the, uh, on the men's side, North Carolina and Duke had a surprisingly bad year they're usually powerhouses um being from and growing up in maryland i i uh there isn't another option you have to like lacrosse we'll just leave it at that um there's a reason why the tournament was held in baltimore today which is why is that really why they went to the conference with Rutgers? yeah i think so <laughs> I think so. I'd like to point out that two ACC teams beat two Big Ten teams today to go to play in the national title. So Northwestern has a long flight home. They were gutted. They were gutted in a public display of indecency on that field tonight. It was it was atrocious. They have one of the best players in the country, and she was. I almost felt sorry for her until I didn't um, when she was lying on the field because her career was over. So I hope that's not. Um, how my <laughs> the players of the school I cheer for feel on Sunday, but um, uh, and Maryland is excellent. I we shit a lot on on uh, on Maryland, but their men's team and their women's team. If you want to watch a team that is consistently solid every year, and I'm that's just the highest praise I can give them because they're. I think they've won five national championships each on both sides in about the last fifteen years. So that's obviously an interest of mine. We talked about baseball. We talked about softball. Is there anything else that you guys watch because you're interested just because it's funny or interesting? Or I know we've talked about wrestling in the past. I was watching it at an airport once and I had no clue Virginia Tech and NC State were like dominant in this with like oh, yeah. oh yeah. Penn State. <laughs> yep. Yeah. NC State wrestling, since their current coach got there, is they've they've poured a bunch of money into it and have become national contenders. Oh yeah. Um State, but state take overtook tech and, and that. Yeah, yeah. In the last few years, they've I think they've won what back to back ACC titles. Yes. Yeah, but before that, that was pretty much tech's bread and butter mm-hmm. right there. Besides bass bass fishing. Yeah, <laughs> bass fishing and cow tipping. That's what we're good at. <laughs> yes, sir. Southwest Virginia. <laughs> and running chat. Uh, yeah. Did you say moon, I'm sorry, did you say moonshine? What? 
<laughs> this is an ACC, but we'd be remiss because three of us went there. If we didn't point out that during the entire time that we were at UNCW, I don't think they lost a swimming and diving meet, nor do I think they lost a swimming and diving championship. I think we all had to take some form of swimming or water polo or something to, to graduate from the university. And mm-hmm. let me tell you, they don't hang uh, made it to the final four banners. They hang like another championship. Ah, fuck it. We'll just put it all on the same banner because we're running out of room. Like, I think they won like 13 in a row or something ridiculous. It's like 13, <laughs> 13 CAA swimming. and di- So I'm sitting there in the lifeguard chair one day and the coach comes up to me and he's like, hey, you want to swim for the team? You used to swim, right? And I kind of looked up at the banners and I was like, how, how good exactly do you think I am? <laughs> like, <laughs> I think I'm going to walk onto the swim team that's won 13 in a row. <laughs> so, I don't know. Is there anything other other random sports? I mean, I watch hockey, but I don't watch college hockey. No. I don't watch college hockey either. I I would watch. I would be inclined to watch college golf if it was televised. But yeah. I just, I never see, like, ACC Network doesn't really ever cover it. But I would, I would actually watch that because I really enjoy um, the PGA. So that's another thing that I think that they're if they're going to play, you know, field hockey. I mean, I think they could at least play golf every once in a while. Sometimes it's on the golf channel for whatever it's worth. Yeah, because the only reason I know that is because they have the little logos of the schools next to their names. Because I'm like, who are the? Oh, it's the golf. It's the college. Yeah, they probably could get some traction with tennis too. I mean, people watch tennis. Pretty consistently. I watched a lot of it in college because my roommate was loved it. So I knew a lot about tennis from 2004 to 2008, and I don't know anything about it. Yeah, that's basically how I was with college wrestling. Like, um, my buddy James, he and I lived together for five years till he got married, and he would watch college wrestling, NC State wrestling, as much as he could. And he would get so hype about it and be texting everybody about it. And everybody was like, oh, did we win? Okay, good. Go pack. And he would just be like, I don't know why you guys are not as more excited about this. And I was like, because it's wrestling. <laughs> I was like, he goes, you watch that WWE shit. Sometimes I say it. it's more entertaining. Sorry. Yeah. Literally in the name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Me and James would be good buddies because we spend a lot of time texting people and we just get like neat. Nobody cares responses. <laughs> <laughs> or don't talk to us about it. We don't care about your lacrosse. Move on. Hey, so anyway, my, my kid just threw up. <laughs> <laughs> did you guys see Chase Elliott was doing? No one cares. Go away. <laughs> we don't like his daddy and we don't like him. Shut up. <laughs> no. All right. Well, I'll leave. I'm trying to think if there's any fall sports. Sometimes I watch field hockey fall. But that was really because we had like the best player on planet Earth for four years. So we'll see if I keep up with it next year. Trying to think if there's anything else that we haven't covered that we've discussed. So, I don't know. Tune in, America. I'm sure there'll be a reason why NC State gets kicked out of the tournament this year. You'll have to hear a diatribe about 20 minutes. Yeah, because COVID doesn't exist when it's Alabama or Clemson. But, you know, when it's little old NC State, guess what? COVID flares up and we get removed. So. All I, right. I, I do want to do this real quick. It, so there's ACC sponsors a whole bunch of sports, non-revenue, Olympic sports, whatever the hell you want to call it. There are some that they don't, so there's some ACC schools participate outside of the ACC. We talked about one, that's hockey, Austin College, Notre Dame. They participate in hockey outside of the conference. So we want to throw out a couple schools to see if y'all can figure out what they do. Wolfpack, the North Carolina State Wolfpack, what do they participate in? It's outside of the ACC. Are they the only school? No, there's a couple others. Cross country. No, that's a conference thing. We have that. I know they're really good at cross country. Yeah, they are. Hmm. Can you? Is it outdoor sport? It's outdoors. Fast fish. That's (laughs) that's club level. Um. I think hockey and bass fishing are club level sports. What is it? it? Do they still have a rifle team? Is that it? Sure do. Yeah. They have a, a men's and women's rifle team. They're the only team in the conference that has it. And they participate in some some outside entity 
I don't know what it is here because I'm not going to click on it while I'm looking at the computer. But rifle teams, men and women's rifle teams, which I thought was kind of cool. Only team in the conference that does it. Yeah, I was trying to I was trying to rack my brain and I was like, that has to be it. Cause I remember seeing something years ago that we still had a rifle team. But I just I knew that wasn't a conference thing. I would have guessed the Hokies in all seriousness would have had one too. Yeah, it wouldn't have been surprising at all if if the Hokies had one. But yeah, NC State's the only one. It also makes perfect sense that mm-hmm. NC State has that. It, it, Morgan, we've said it before on the podcast. It is kind of funny though, because culturally and like the sports uh, teams and everything, like tech and and state are kind of kindred spirits in a lot of ways. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I agree. All right, just just a couple more. UVA, this is a men's sport that they participate in outside of the conference. Well, it, it's sure. a very and your hint is it's a very UVA thing to participate in. Bow tie runways. <laughs> <laughs> I was just about to say something. Bow ties. What did uh, cheese board maker? <laughs> Wine tasting. Is it sailing? No, that's a good guess. Wine modeling. I mean, I know they have rowing, but UVA doesn't participate. Yeah, it it exists. I believe it's crew. Sorry, crew. Excuse me. What is it? Squash. UVA oh. has a squash team. That's not surprising. Uh, pansies. <laughs> so, that, that was fun. I hope they have to wear all white. That's hysterical. <laughs> so, just, I, go ahead, Morgan. I was going to say, do they have a cricket team too? <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, it just it's, it was too good. Um, Boston College actually participates in three outside of the conference. There's hockey. What's the other two? Keeping in mind that they're located where they're located. Mm. Is lacrosse an ACC sport? It yeah. is. Logan's like, we don't do that, so I don't care. Yeah, we don't. You said three things: men's hockey, women's hockey, and well, it's three sports. Oh, men's and women's participate in it. Cross country skiing, hockey, Ski, skiing, yes, mm. hockey, Makes sense. hockey, curling. I don't think curling is a sport outside of the Olympics and like beer halls. <laughs> Yeah, Curly's a good guess because of where they're at. I mean, that's why they ski. They're way up north. And I don't know, is there figure skating? There's gymnastics, so I assume there's figure skating. Gymnastics, a lot of women's teams participate in outside of the conference. Uh, Sailing. Mm, Just uh, thinking about where they're located. They uh have a sailing team. Um, The only other one that just makes perfect sense based off of their location, it's a women's sport. Florida State. Outdoor sport, Florida State participates in outside of the country. Beach volleyball. Bingo. They're really, good. They're really good at volleyball. I know that. So they have a yeah. volleyball team and a beach volleyball team? They have a beach volleyball team, specific beach volleyball. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I didn't even know that was a collegiate sport. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's the I've Coastal Collegiate Sports TV. Association. Logan, I've watched that when it's been on TV before. That's not- <laughs> <laughs> I'll be that guy. <laughs> He's like, oh, what's this? <laughs> Sets the remote down. <laughs> I'll be that guy. There's a lot of, uh, there's a lot. Now I'll try to be serious about it. There's a lot of schools in California that are apparently very good. Like, I think Pepperdine has a great beach volleyball team. And the only time we ever hear about them is once every decade in basketball. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, geez, shocking. The school in Malibu might have a good beach volleyball team. Imagine that. Yeah. No, it's, it's just funny. It almost shows the personality of the schools. It's like Wolfpack are shooting rifles. Virginia Tech's at the school. Or Virginia Tech. Excuse me, Morgan. I apologize for this. UVA is at the squash uh, courts. They call them right now. courts. Yeah. Florida State is at beach volleyball. And Boston College is playing hockey, skiing, and sailing. <laughs> so... <laughs> 
anyway, it's interesting. You know, Syracuse doesn't even have a baseball program. Really? Yeah. They're, I think they're the only one of the ACC schools that is not, uh, doesn't have a baseball program. Oh, football program. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Morgan. I, I love your hate. <laughs> should, we up, should we update everyone briefly that there was a shirt made, but then we just decided not to actually create it because it cost too much money? <laughs> it wasn't that creative, but we did actually make a, we had a prototype of a shirt that we could sell that hated on Syracuse. And then we realized that once we, uh, each four of us potentially, potentially, bought it for the 20 bucks or whatever it was that would be the end of the people who uh, wanted to buy it <laughs> literally the end <laughs> <laughs> all right ryan i think you have a uh, southern spotlight to close this out i do um and i've been sitting on this one uh so i went on a road trip to and through florida and so as you know um we've been kind of trying to reduce some of the other filler uh, once every so often, we'll rotate through, we'll do our Redneck Review or our Song of the Month. Or... So this week, Southern Spotlight was an easy one for me to pick because uh, it's Memorial Day weekend. And I know we've had a couple, I think at least one, if not, this might be our second Memorial Day weekend. And I, on my road trip, was able to stop off at a place that I wasn't even sure if we'd get to see. Just north of Jupiter, it's in um, uh, Port St. Lucie or Fort Pierce, very specifically, which is a very specific beach town. Um, I got a chance to go to the Navy SEAL Museum. Uh, I didn't know if I'd ever go there, and I didn't know if I wanted to go there. Um, but my wife, we went to go see her aunt, and it was about 20 minutes north, and it was on the way to see my aunt, so we stopped off. Um, maybe I'll post the video that they put out for Memorial Day, the museum put out. Um, it's a pretty cool place. Uh, it costs about 20 bucks to get in. It's in Fort Pierce, Florida. Um, it's a beautiful little beach. When you pull into the parking lot, first of all, I believe my wife's comment when we drove by it was, well, this is just fucking intimidating as you drive up. Because they got all the vehicles and all the, the obstacle course. And I'm sure we could have paid extra to run the obstacle course. Um, not really interested in on you know being on vacation and running the SEAL obstacle course in front of my wife. That just doesn't seem like a good time. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> we went through the museum. Um, uh, they've got a lot of cool things when you step inside. They've got a room with a bunch of uh, original paddles. They've got all sorts of cool shit that you'd want to see. Um, they have, for example, the submarine or the, uh, sorry, the rescue vehicle, I'll call it that, from Captain Phillips. Um, the lifeboat, where I am the captain now, is filmed. They have the actual lifeboat. And when you step inside the the actual lifeboat where it was the real lifeboat and then they used it for the movie, on the screen, they just, and on a loop for 40 seconds or whatever, it's just the guy going, I am the captain now. And like pointing at Captain Phillips. And then there's a little sign that says like, please do not like hang out, you know, be on the TV or whatever. So that's kind of cool. They have a brick uh, from Osama bin Laden's compound with the model that they used in one of the green rooms to uh to go through how they were going to infiltrate the compound they have an actual brick itself um my favorite thing that i saw because i'm a gearhead to a certain extent and and i appreciate uh good quality when i see it they had a original white toyota hilux which is a uh, sport utility truck that is only sold outside of the u.s to my knowledge um if they're sold here please let me know i'll buy one tomorrow because um, it'll last for 400,000 miles in any terrain. And they uh, they had it all kitted out and everything, including, I, and I did check underneath the Under Armour plates um, for mines and IEDs and shit of that nature. Um, trying to think of other cool stuff. They had uh, a helicopter with ropes you could fast rope down. So you could, uh, which is how you get out of a helicopter for those that don't know. Um, so you could take your kids and do that. You could try on... Um, if you like guns, if you like knives, you're going to be in heaven. Um, they've got everything under the sun. They've got the little seal pup knives. They've got everything from the 60s on up. Um, uh, the seals were started in 1960, as the uh, as the uh, saying goes, spreading aloha since 1960. So, 
Um, but uh, it's a really cool place. And we walked through it and I was, I, I like that kind of stuff. And I was, so I was kind of geeking out and my brother's in the military and I've had some other friends that are in the military and especially in the Navy. I'm partial to it. I live in a Navy town. Um, and I'll just, I'll leave my friendships at that. But um, I, uh, I was interested to see it. And then we stepped outside and I, I wasn't necessarily aware of this, but we kind of made our way through the courtyard and we were kind of looking at some of the different stuff they've got out there, sealed delivery vehicles, which are, um, I, I don't know, watch, watch the movies, I guess, or look it up if you're interested. But um, swick boats, which are ways to get them in and out of all sorts of different stuff on the rivers. And then um, we kind of came up to like this kind of fountain area and I could kind of hear the fountain first. And then I, I, I was, oh shit, is this going to be, this is, I think this is what I think it is. And it was a memorial garden. And I, I, I hadn't prepared myself, I guess, appropriately for it, but it's very moving. And I'll just leave it at that. It's very moving. Um, they have the names of every seal that's passed all etched all together. And so in that way, they're in a way buried with the brothers. And um, they also have a memorial to the dogs that have passed in combat. And if anyone knows, dogs are very, very important to the work that the SEALs and a lot of other uh, units that are downrange do overseas. And so I thought that that was very cool. And um, they had a, a life-size dog memorial and, and with the names of the dogs that have passed. Um, the dogs that generally work with the SEALs are Belgian Illinois. And they're a very loyal, but very fierce dog. And I think it serves the seals perfectly. So uh, the interesting thing is it's obviously Memorial Day. Um, that memorial is very moving. So uh, the video that I can potentially post, if I can get it to work correctly, recites the names of each of those. And you'll get an aerial view of, of the compound itself. And I thought it was a little interesting thing. They had a little tidbit next to the video. And I'll, I'll read it because I couldn't say it better myself. If I tried to I'd stumble over it. Uh, so for this Memorial Day, it has been said that a man dies twice. The first time is when he ceases to breathe, and the second time is when his name is spoken for the last time. So we honor our fallen by remembering their lives. You honor them by sharing this video far and ride with your fellow Americans. Fallen, never forgotten, we do speak their names. Long live the Brotherhood of Seals. So that's what's at the Navy Seal Museum, and uh, that is a pretty cool place. And there are museums like it for all other branches of the military, I'm sure. If you wanted to look it up, I drive by Quantico, which is a museum to the Marines, um, often when I'm heading to North Carolina because it's in Quantico, Virginia, and it's right off 95. You can't miss it. So I'm not partial to any branch or, or uh, I just happened to go to this one recently, and that's why I'm talking about it. And I have, um, I'm comfortable saying that I have a bit more of a connection to that branch than, um, than some of the other branches of the military. So uh, anyways, I thought it was really cool and I thought that would be appropriate for Memorial Day. And if you feel, I know some people sometimes feel strongly about the military. And I know sometimes people feel strongly about what we should be doing or what we shouldn't be doing. But I must say that it's pretty damn heroic at times, even if what they don't always do is heroic downrange. I think that it's really heroic for somebody to want to lay down his life or at least understand that that's what they're potentially and even if the other decisions that they make later on um, aren't always awesome, and even if some of the decisions they make when they're parenting or when they come home aren't always awesome, I think that it's appropriate to at least respect the decision they made to want to go into the line of battle potentially into later. And I think that that's what this weekend is about. And so that's why I wanted to spotlight this, that this weekend. And the next time we do a Southern Spotlight, it'll be about like fried chicken and fries. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, for this episode of Miserable and Reckless, I'm Logan. Sitting here with Dustin, Morgan, and Ryan. We will see you next time.